So, hello everybody, welcome to the podcast Clueless Doctor, and as always, you are listening. You are listening to Sankalpa Chakma, that is me, me. So, yeah, as usual, being me, I am not being consistent. I mean, it, it has been already a month. I think I last made an episode. So, in the meantime, I think I... I don't know. I think initially I was I was pretty much busy with with my with my academic stuff, and then I just felt you know tired, you know just just excuses for me for me being inconsistent. But then again, you know I don't know. Sometimes you know sometimes I don't really feel like the the very much vigor and the enthusiasm for for making podcast episodes. So yeah. Of of course I understand. I mean, consistency is really much more important. No matter even if I don't, if, even even if I'm not that passionate about making episodes about this podcast, I think I should still be consistent. So I I definitely understand, and I definitely apologize if any one of you were expecting, you know, episodes earlier. All right. So nevertheless, um. Is good that I'm finally here. Better late than never. So yeah. So what am I gonna talk about in this episode? Well, I mean, I in the in the last episodes, you know, I've, I've been talking about the cardiovascular system. So this episode is also going to be about the cardiovascular system, and and I, and I guess this is going to be the last episode on the cardiovascular system because, like, I mean, I have more or less, you know, covered. Uh, the, the the important things about the cardiovascular system, you know, blood pressure and um, some some other, you know, some other stuff. So, so so I'll be moving on to like probably the respiratory system from the next episode. So this is going to be the last episode on the CVS. So fetal and neonatal circulation. This this is going to be the topic for this episode. So um. <clears throat> So, yeah, so, you know, fetus, you know, fetal and neonatal circulation. So let's, let's first kind of um, break down those two words. So fetus, I think all of us, we, we have an idea what, what a fetus is. That is nothing but a baby in, in, inside the mother's womb. And, and, and when the baby comes out of the mother's womb, you know, after delivery, so... So we call that a neonate in in very technical terms, in in medical terms. All right. So so it so happens that um, the fetus. All right. Now now in the adult, uh, in the adult in our bodies, our hearts and the circulatory system is is designed in a very particular way. That is, we have we have four chambers of the heart, and the upper chambers they are called atria. And the lower chambers they are called ventricles and then these chambers they can be divided into two sides left and right hearts so both of these um, sides left and right hearts they perform different functions okay so so the right side of the heart now this is responsible for 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 receiving the deoxygenated venous blood from the various from from the various tissues of the body and then you know 
and then converting that deoxygenated blood into oxygen by you know by gaseous exchange with the environment that is in the lungs okay so that blood goes through the right ventricle to the lungs where the carbon dioxide from the deoxygen deoxygenated blood is taken out and then an oxygen is delivered to the blood and then then and then that oxygenated blood goes to the left side of the heart through the left atrium and, and then and then to the left ventricle and then through the left ventricle through the aorta it is delivered the very very fresh pumping blood with oxygen and all the nutrients to the various parts of the body so that is how the that that is how the <clears throat> that is how the condition of the oh, that that is how our our hearts are made of you know usually that's the arrangement however for the baby for the neonatus neonatus uh, so sorry for the fetus you know that's that's the that's the word i'll be using for for this episode because the word baby is not is not specific and it could be it could be confusing so the fetus that is in the mother's womb now this has a very different um circulatory system because you know because the conditions are different for the baby for for the for the for the fetus because while we 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 are you know we we live in the outside environment so we are in touch with the oxygen outside and and also we can take food throughout through our you know we we can also take food and derive our nutrients but for the fetus you know the fetus depends on the on the mother for both oxygen and nutrients so there has to be and there so, so so the circulatory system has to be arranged in a different way in the fetus okay and and so and so it so happens that um uh, this this work of delivering oxygen and nutrients to the fetus is done by the placenta which is a which is a structure <coughs> that is formed both from the mother's side as well as from the fetus side so this structure is responsible for for really delivering the oxygen and and taking on the carbon dioxide and providing the, and providing the nutrients to the fetus okay so that's why the fetal circulation is a bit different so how is it different what is the what are the unique properties of the fetal circulation so let's let's take a look at that now the thing is um so so in the fetus the oxygenated blood is coming from the placenta all right and 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 this is and this is coming through the umbilical vein and and this and, and and this umbilical and this umbilical vein passes by the liver, but but it doesn't really pass into the liver. It just kind of bypasses the liver, and through the ductus venosus, it, it goes through. It goes to the, it, it goes to the um, it it goes to the, it, it it goes to the right atrium. Okay, the the right side of the heart to the right atrium, and and usually the blood and usually the blood is supposed to flow from the right atrium to the right ventricle. But for the fetus, what happens is that this blood is then is then sort of diverted through a hole, which is called the foramen ovale, from the right atrium into the left atrium. Atrium, because this blood contains oxygen, so this blood needs to be pumped through the left side of the heart. So it is it is bypassed to, over to the left side through a hole in the heart called the foramen ovale, and, and then from the left atrium through the left ventricle this oxygenated blood is, is pumped throughout the throughout the body of the fetus to, to the various tissues now what happens to the what happens to the venous what happens to the deoxygen deoxygenated blood of the fetus so all so um so 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 the fetus so the fetus is also using the blood and, and also many of its cells are working so they produce many of those waste products 
out of which carbon dioxide is the main waste product. So, so those wastes and um, carbon dioxide, they need to be filtered out, you know, from the fetus. And that happens, you know, now that, that, that happens like um, all the venous blood. Usually this is from the head side of the fetus. So this, so this goes into the, you know, now, now, now this goes, um, now this goes to the superior vena cava to the, to, to once again the right side of the right side right heart of the fetus, and to to, to the right atrium, and, and 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 then it goes to the right ventricle, and from the right ventricle, then you know, you know, it, it goes through the pulmonary artery. All right, it goes to the pulmonary artery, and instead of going to the lungs, which happens in adults, this actually goes to the aorta of the fetus okay so and 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 the and the artery which leads to the aorta um is called the ductus arteriosus so then this blood is then pumped um through the aorta and and it ends up in the two umbilical arteries and then it goes to the placenta so this deoxygenated blood is then is this then really made oxygenated and all the waste products they are cleared out by the placenta so 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 then once again the you know the the fresh blood the the oxygenated blood and and full with nutrients is it once again comes through the umbilical vein and you know then then just just like I explained it, it goes it, it bypasses the liver through the ductus venosus goes goes to the um, right side of the heart and then the whole cycle continues. So this is how the fetal circulation works. Now, in a sense, um, if you were confused by all those different things which I, which I said, which is natural because I'm not because I'm not using a picture. I mean, if I if I could use a picture, then it would be much easier. But well, the, the main the main essence of whatever I've said right now is that you know, for 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 us adults, you know, we we have the lungs which do the work. But for the fetus, you know, inside the mother's womb, the lungs are not working yet. So all the so all the work of the lungs has to be done by the placenta, and so there has to be a special connection between the placenta and the fetus. Okay, so there is a so there is a special arrangement which which allows that. Now, now in the fetus, out of, out of the total blood flowing through the fetus, okay, 55% of it goes through the placenta. So that shows how important the placenta is to the fetus, and the remaining percent goes through the goes through the different cells and tissues of the fetus, and 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 out of that, only 12% goes to the lungs. So 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 while the baby is while the fetus is still in the mother's womb, you know, the lungs are functionally not working. But what, but what happens after delivery? Okay, when when the when, when the baby is born. Okay, so so immediately, of course, uh, many changes take place, which really really, which, which really really change the circulatory system immediately. Okay, so first of all, um um the the two, the two things which happen they are decreased pulmonary resistance and increased systemic vascular resistance so what what they mean is that you know as as, as the baby first um, um first um first comes into contact with the outside environment the lungs they, they they really become filled with air from the outside and as a result you know the pulmonary resistance okay the pul by pulmonary i mean the the resistance of the lungs, you know, which was very much increased while while the fetus was still in the mother's womb, it reduces. Okay, and at the same time, the systemic vascular resistance increases. So, which means that the blood, you know, the the arteries that they they, they they become much more constricted. So, so so that happens. You know, systemic vascular resistance increases. 
and, and also all those um, all those all those holes and, and all those you know bypassing you know arteries which were present in the fetus they have to be closed you know after birth otherwise that would cause problems so there are three things which need to be closed okay um, in the baby uh, you know after being born so first of all is the foramen ovale so so the foramen ovale if if you recollect from what i've said right now uh, this allows the passage of blood from the from the right side of the heart to the left side okay when when the when the oxygenated blood is coming okay um you know when the deoxygenated blood is coming from the um, upper part of the fetus okay so so that has to be bypassed uh, to the to the left side of the heart you know immediately through the foramen ovale so this foramen ovale has to be closed uh, when, when the baby is born and this happens pretty much naturally because because the pressure on the left side of the heart you know blood blood flows with with much more pressure and force on the left side of the heart so this and, and so the pressure difference between the left side of the heart and the right side of the heart is, is very high so blood so, so due to that, you know, the, um, this foramen ovale it gets closed. The flaps of the foramen ovale they they get pushed inwards, and so, um, and, and so it just you know closes the function, the foramen ovale. And, and also, blood usually cannot really pass from the um, from the right side to the left side of the heart because, like I said, you know. The pressure in the left side, in the right side of the heart, is much lesser than in the right side. So blood is never going to flow, you know, from from this side to from from the right to the left. Blood might pass from the right side, from from the left side of the heart, heart to the to the right side. But this doesn't happen through the foramen ovale because well, when blood tries to pass, you know, through the foramen ovale from the left side to the right side, the flaps of the foramen ovale they close. So 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 it, so blood doesn't pass in in that direction, and also the ductus arteriosus needs to be closed. So what does the ductus arteriosus do? I mean, this allows the you know the blood um, the the blood from the pulmonary artery to go to go to bypass into the aorta. Now that doesn't happen, you know. Usually, um, in 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 adults, you know, usually what happens is that the blood from the from the pulmonary artery it goes to the lungs. Okay, so in in the in the fetus it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't go to the lungs, but it goes directly to the aorta through the ductus arteriosus. So this ductus arteriosus should also be closed. Okay, and then this happens because um when um when when the baby is born then like I said the systemic vascular resistance increases and so there's a lot of um. Oh, there's, a, there's a lot of um, pressure in the blood flow, and so more pressure of blood flow means there is much more oxygen. So due to due to much more oxygen, you know, this ductus arteriosus it, it constricts, and also there's another factor which is the prostaglandin secretion. So, I mean, so prostaglandin, you know, this um, this, this keeps the ductus arteriosus um, dilated, you know, open. But but when prostaglandins they they reduce, okay, as as it happens when the oxygen levels decrease. You know, so the so reduced prostaglandin levels leads to uh, constriction of the ductus arteriosus. Okay, yeah. Now it must be it must be. Um, so so this is one reason, you know, because um, because um, for premature babies, okay, for 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 premature babies, their ductus arteriosus may still be open. Okay, so so to close it, we actually give a prostaglandin inhibitor, indomethacin. So this will close the ductus arteriosus. Yeah. Now, one thing to remember is that I mean, um, okay. One thing to remember is that both these ductus arteriosus and foramen ovale they close 
immediately after birth but 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 i mean that is like functionally they close immediately immediately after birth so i mean blood blood doesn't flow in the direction not supposed to flow okay however and anatomically you know the anatomically it might take some time for the holes to you know holes to get plugged with fibrous tissue so it might take probably two three months or even six months yeah for the full anatomical closure of these of these openings and of and of course um besides the besides the foramen ovale and the and the ductus arteriosus there is also the ductus venosus now we don't really know why how the ductus venosus gets closed um I mean, I mean we we know why the uh, foramen ovale and the, the and the ductus arteriosus gets closed but 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 we don't really know clearly why the ductus venosus gets closed so there's still a mystery about why this happens but we just know that it, it happens uh, and pretty immediately after birth you know one to three hours after birth it it just closes so we know we know that it closes so so one reason why it might it might close is, is because of the raised portal venous pressure after birth so that so that might so that might cause the blood to start flowing to the to the liver and so the and so the ductus venosus gets closed so um now, now there are some some unique features of you know neo, neonatal circulation so a neonate refers to the baby for the first one month okay so that is a neonate for the, for the first 28 28 days you know the, the, the newborn baby uh, is called a neonate so there are some you know like um, um unique you know babies as they are so they are different from adults okay that their bodies have not developed totally yet okay so so they have some so so their so their cardiovascular system is a bit unique okay now um they have the neonates they have an average blood volume of, of about 300 milliliters compared that to, to to adults we have around five to six liters so they have much less blood flowing through them which is natural okay and also um you know the, the one practice which we do during delivery is that um you know like um we you know we you know the umbilical cords you know now that that is the connection uh of from uh, of the baby with the you know with the placenta so the umbilical cord so what we do is that we actually um we don't cut the umbilical cord immediately after the baby is born okay so we just kind of clamp the umbilical cord and, and what this does is that now this squeezes out some extra blood from the placenta to the fetal circulation to, to the baby's blood volume so the so, so the baby has much more blood sli slightly more blood around 75 milliliters, milliliters extra blood in the circulation so this is supposed to act uh, good because the extra blood you know this is good for you know for, for oxygen delivery for nutrients delivery and also if some babies they have less amount of blood this might sort of compensate for that however um in, in some instances I mean, I mean this is an usual practice cord clamping but um, some some pediatricians they might say that this is not required and this might cause extra pro problems because the extra fluid in the blood, you know, you know that that might cause that might cause pulmonary edema. That is the filling of the lungs with fluids. But otherwise, you know, in general, this is a good thing to do, cord clamping. And also the cardiac output of the neonate is not much. You know, it's, it's only around 500 milliliters per minute. But it, it, it is still a lot for the size of the baby. It is, it is still a plenty of cardiac output. And also the blood pressure, you know, right, right after birth, um, at the, on the first day of birth, the blood pressure is, is around 70 millimeter systolic and 50 millimeter diastolic. 
Now, once again, compare that with the adult blood pressure, which is supposed to be 120 by 80, you know, millimeter of mercury. So it's much less blood pressure. Blood pressure is much less in babies. However, um, over over the over the next few months, you know, the blood pressure of the baby is you know of, of the neonate of the growing um, kid is going to is going to increase to around 90 by 60 millimeter of mercury. So that is about the you know the. So that is about the fetal circulation and, 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 and the changes which happen to the baby after 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 birth and also and also some and also some information about the baby's um um the the, the, the neonates circulatory system, some facts and numbers. So now we move to congenital heart defects. Okay, so I mean the I mean the, what what I've said so far is the normal thing. Okay, this is how it should happen. But unfortunately, sometimes you know, as fate might have it in a very cruel way. I mean, it not, the normal thing doesn't happen for 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 everyone. So that so there so there can be some heart defects, congenital heart defects. Now, congenital heart defects can be classified into three types, okay? Now, firstly, there could be stenosis of the heart vessels, because, you know, then, like, like, like I said, there is the artery, the pulmonary artery. Then there's the aorta. So these vessels, they might be sort of constricted, you know, con congenitally, and that can cause problems, okay? And, and also, the second kind of congenital heart defect is the left-to-right shunt, okay? So what happens is that um, um, usually blood, blood flows, you know, through the you know, through, through the two sides of the heart, you know, in, independently, okay? So, so there is no connection, sort of like a direct connection between the left side of the heart and the right side of the heart. But, but due to some uh, heart defects, but due to some congenital defects, that there might be a connection, an abnormal connection from, from, the left, from the left heart to the right heart. And this is called a left-to-right shunt. So similarly, that there can also be a right-to-left shunt, okay? In which blood flows from the, from the right side of the heart to the left side. So first of all, um, we're going to talk about patent ductus arteriosus. So this is a left to right shunt, okay? Now, this is actually not, not that uncommon. Around 1 in 5,500 babies suffers from ductus arteriosus, patent ductus arteriosus. So what happens is that, you know, so, the, you know, like I said, you know, the patent ductus, the ductus arteriosus is a connection between the pulmonary artery, which, which is the, you know, right side of the heart, and the aorta, which is the left side of the heart. So what happens is that when the patent ductus arteriosus is present, when it should be not there, so what happens is that due to the high pressure of the left side of the heart, of the aorta, blood flows from the aorta to the pulmonary artery. So this is a problem because then because the blood because the blood coming from the left side of the heart is oxygenated blood, okay, is already filled with oxygen. So that goes through the pulmonary artery once again, and through the pulmonary artery goes to the lungs, and then the same blood has to be has, goes through the lung again, and then and then the lung has to work again, you know, ox oxygenate the already oxygenated blood. So. So 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 in this condition the lungs have to do a lot of lot of work okay the heart too has to do a lot of lot of work because it has to pump the blood because it has to repump the same blood so this so this is what patent patent ductus arteriosus does and you know in the early months of the of the of the of the infant's life a patent ductus arteriosus does not cause much of a problem because you know because initially like i said the blood pressure is actually less 
of the infant okay so you know since 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 the blood pressure is going to be less so the pressure difference between the between the left side and the right side is going to be not that much so this isn't going to cause that much problem however as you know as the blood pressure increases as, as the infant grows older the, the the pressure difference between the left and right side of the heart increases so more and more blood flows you know to, to through the pulmonary artery into the lungs so, so, so the heart, you know, it becomes much more worked up, fatigued, and the lungs too, they become, they're working too much. So, you know, so as a result, you know, the, I mean, I mean, the heart is already pretty much worked up. So when the infant, so when the infant is going to do something like exercise, um, a condition in which, you know, there is much more required blood to flow through the body so the heart the already weak weak heart cannot pump enough blood okay and, and also the lungs at this point they, they are they are working to their maximum and sometimes and in the end in the worst case scenario they, they may also be filled with fluid because there is so much of you know blood rushing to the lungs so yes yeah, so you know the the blood vessels they might sort of like you know leak and so there might be fluid build up in the lungs and um cl clinically of course um um we, we might hear a murmur through the stethoscope and this, and this is called a, a a machinery murmur because the sound of the murmur is just like a you know machine so what are murmurs murmurs are nothing but you know the usually when we put the stethoscope on, on a normal heart we, we we can hear two kinds of sounds lop dub lop dub you know that dick 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 that dick 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 that 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 usual beating of the heart we we hear that usually when we put the stethoscope on the heart but murmurs are those extra sounds okay which which can happen due to various you know heart problems so when we when when we when we when we put the stethoscope on on a patient on on an, on an infant with patent ductus arteriosus we will hear this you know murmur which is called machinery murmur and this is called machinery because it, it increases with systole and decreases with diastole and so what is the trick what is and so what is the treatment of you know of um, of patent ductus arteriosus well the treatment is pretty simple we just have to close the ductus arteriosus the patent ductus, ductus arteriosus and this requires surgery so surgery has become much has become much safer and there are very skilled pediatricians surgeons who can do that so this is pretty much almost a straightforward surgery and this is usually done so 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 to say you know um so so to say this is a this this is pretty much a condition which is very much treatable nowadays so it's, it's not much of a problem so so that's about um patent doctors arteriosus next i'll be next 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 we come to tetralogy of phalots so this is so this is uh, just the opposite this is a right to left shunt so in in this in this case blood flows from the right side of the heart to the left side okay now it is called tetralogy of phalot tetra means four because this condition is characterized by four features okay so the first feature that can happen is that the aorta which 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 usually originates from the left from the from the um from the left ventricle this might originate from the right ventricle or from or, or, or from a septum in between the left and right ventricle so that is not good okay so what that's going to what that's going to do is that all the you know so all the deoxygenated blood is going to flow through the aorta 
and through the aorta that that blood is going to go through all the different parts of the body okay and also the second defect which can occur in tetralogy of fallot is that there might be stenosis of the pulmonary artery okay so the pulmonary artery might become small as a result you know all the all the blood which is supposed to go to the lungs the deoxygenated the, the deoxygenated blood cannot really go through the pulmonary artery into the lungs so so that's going to you know come back from from that's going to you know sort of like re regurgitate back from the pulmonary artery and build up in the right ventricle so 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 as a, as so as a result the right ventricle is, is filled with more more blood and so it has to pump more and more with more with much more force now now usually the left ventricle is is the more muscular and be, than the right ventricle but in this case the right ventricle it has to do a lot of work okay it has, it has to do so much of work that the muscles of the right ventricle they really become much more hypertrophy as a result when when we look at tetralogy of phallus on the x-ray you know we we can clearly see that the um that that the that the right ventricle is very much enlarged so what we see we call that a, a boot shaped heart because the heart you know it, it doesn't look like it, it's supposed to it's supposed to do usually it looks like a boot you know a, a boot yeah so it's called a boot boot like boot boot shaped heart then um and also you know and and also sometimes you know blood from the left ventricle it w w also passes to the aorta okay so like um you know that that is what should what should happen normally you know the the aorta flows from the the, the aorta pumps some blood from the left ventricle so sometimes you know um some amount of oxy oxygenated blood is going to flow from the left ventricle to the aorta in tet in tetralogy of fallot so yeah, so those so those are the features of tetralogy of fallot, and um, and 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 this condition is is once again um the the treatment for this condition is 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 once again you know okay before going to the treatment let me just kind of talk about the clinical you know symptoms so um so 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 the main symptom is going to be you know blue skin cyanosis because like because the blood flowing through the you know arteries this is actually deoxygenated blood okay so usually the blood flow flowing through the arteries now this is filled with oxygen but in this case because because you know the blood is not being oxygenated properly so the blood is you know this this is deoxygenated and that and that and that gives a very bluish tinge to the to the skin and cyanosis is is is, is also of two types peripheral and central so what what the type of cyanosis we see in tetralogy of fallot that is central cyanosis because the defect is, is in the center that is in the heart whereas in peripheral cyanosis which can happen to people with a normal heart it, it happens when you know the extremities that they don't receive enough you know blood supply like it happened in the winter so that that's a different thing the cyanosis which happens in tetralogy of fallot this is a central cyanosis and, and, and once again, the treatment for tetralogy of fallot, just like for um, patent doctor's arteriosis, is nothing but surgery. And surgery is effective and, and, and is also, you know, pretty much safe and, you know, is pretty much the norm, you know, for, for someone suffering from, you know, tetralogy of fallot. I mean, it, it's not like a, it, 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 it's very much a condition which can be treated easily. So those are the so so that's about the diseases, the congenital heart defects which can occur, um, with respect to the you know, with respect to the new 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 natal circulation. Okay, 
And so to, to, to sum it up, there are three kinds of, you know, um, you know, there, there are three kinds of congenital heart defects. Stenosis, in which the in which the blood vessels there, you know, then they become sort of like small and blocked. And then and then I've talked about the about, about the left to right shunt and the right to left shunt. So patent ductus arteriosus is a is an example of left to right shunt. Okay. Yeah, and and I've said and and I've said about the various symptoms and the various anatomical arrangements. Okay. And and the and the example of right to left shunt is the tetralogy of Fallot. And, and and both the and both the conditions they can be treated with surgery. Yeah, so yeah, I, th- I think yeah, that is it. So that pretty much you know sums up you know fetal and and neonatal circulation and also the various conditions that can affect okay in in context to it. So yeah, so yeah, with that I I'm going to end this episode and thanks for listening to my episode very much. I hope you took something from it. I mean. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very sorry because, like, you know, I mean, this, whatever I've said, it, it would be much easier to explain them with a picture, but I cannot do that over a podcast, okay? Maybe if I open, if, if I start my YouTube channel someday, I can do it, but it's not, it's not happening yet. So, so when I do that, when I open a YouTube channel, I, I, I'm going to, you know, probably let you all know when I want to do that. So until then, you know, I, I have to, I have to speak over the, you know, microphone or, on this podcast so as, as much as i can i try to explain yeah so yeah and um, i i hope you took something from it even if you didn't it's it's fine because you know it, it's hard to you know pay attention to such a long to, to such a long you know to, to such a long episode and to, to a lot of information okay which might be new to you if if you're not familiar with um with medicine so yeah i mean it's fine even if you don't really digest everything that you hear but at least if you take something i think that that'll be very nice and yeah so thanks for listening to this episode and i hope to be more consistent and i hope to really really you know be a much better podcaster so i'm i'm, I'm working on it and I'm, I'm i'm trying to improve okay my speaking skills my 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 skills to explain things so yeah so thanks a lot for listening once again and i'll catch you next time Bye bye